This episode is brought to you by Mammoth Cooler. Mammoth Cooler makes professional grade coolers, drinkware, and more. They are ready for anything from a day at the beach to an extended camping trip and everything in between. Their soft cooler line includes the Trooper 30 Cooler Backpack. It has a roll top closure and air valve technology, allowing you to add or remove air to maximize performance. The inner liner is antimicrobial, which means it resists mold and mildew and all those nasty things you don't want. It also has ultra comfortable backpack straps, making it easy to bring anywhere. All Mammoth coolers are backed by a lifetime warranty and shipped to the 48 continental United States. Visit www.mammothcooler.com. That's M-A-M-M-O-T-H-C-O-O-L-E-R.com to order. Use the promo code BEGONIAFM, all one word, at checkout to get 10% off your order. Make sure to use that code to let Mammoth know you came from us. We want to thank Mammoth for sponsoring this episode and all of Begonia FM. Greetings, Earthlings! I'm Nick Jaley, and this is the Pork Rinds Podcast. We are making the world better, one bad idea at a time. Joining me all the way from Kansas City, Kansas, Big John. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How about bud? I'm hanging in there. I'm going to lead us off here with a little twofer idea. Hate first. I've been watching a lot of programming on a multitude of streaming apps and I want two things to improve them. First, I want what I'm calling, I don't have a great name for it, but like a a volume test at the beginning of a film. Love it. Now, like, Go ahead. Love it? <laughs> no, I love that. Done. I All right, that. cool. Yes, no, that is always a problem. It it's is. It's gotten a little bit better since like commercials aren't a thing, but it, the volume test is a thing. And you want to know at what level the score should be right off the bat. If it's supposed to be very faint and quiet, you don't want to crank up your volume and have it be loud because then you're not getting the real experience. Yeah. So what I was thinking is maybe like like five seconds low level tone, five seconds medium, five seconds high, almost like the, you remember the THX mm-hmm. intro that would be on certain films and it would kind of have that crescendo of sound and it was when you just cranked it up to 11 on that (laughs) just blow (laughs) out the windows in the living room when you were a kid that's so true every time it would be star wars (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking too from the vhs's of star wars i never realized that that actually probably was a sound test wasn't it something uh, of the sort right it i mean you knew if it was at that nice super loud volume when that crescendo peaked yeah you're not going to distort your speakers or anything like that right and i mean they could even like whatever streaming service they could put their graphic up for 10 15 seconds and have it have some sort of animation with the volume as well and then you're staring at the word netflix for an extra 15 seconds doesn't netflix kind of actually technically do that with their little like that when it like 
writes up the in on the screen there right before before one of theirs. That's true. That may be a only for like Netflix originals. Right. Maybe they could work with that though. Yeah. I feel like there should be like an algorithm they're working on for that one though. Where it will just like adjust with the like the show, like how it's supposed to be. And you can have like your own personal settings and it adjusts accordingly. Like yeah, if you yeah. like your loudness and you know quietness to be at certain levels it will move that piece of media into those levels mm-hmm. and we might be t- thinking like 10 15 years in the future on this one but how that would be great hey we're just the idea guys yeah yeah anybody that's not copyrighted just go for it take it and run with it okay so my second idea for the streaming service and it could be a you know a separate transaction here you can pay me twice streaming services i don't mind uh, this is something I've actually championed for a while in the real world, but it, it must be mentioned on the podcast. Streaming services need to have a shuffle option within television shows to, in some ways, replicate the classic television experience. To where you love a show, you've watched it all the way through, you don't want to pick the episode per se, you just want to watch the show. And back in the day, you would just you know tune in to whatever channel at whatever time for a rerun and they would decide for you this would replicate that yeah that would be fantastic i my main point for that all the time is watching south park great example you don't have to go in chronological order so like just hit and play on any episodes all right but then you gotta search through like which which season was the good one you start thinking of like an actual like episode you want to watch Right, and you don't want to go through that. You just want to watch the show. Yep. You basically like want to spin the wheel of fortune and let it tick around and whatever one it lands on, sure, fine by me. Yeah, because I mean, for all the, I mean, people, for Office, for Friends, for any of those types of series, like you can just go right into it. It wouldn't matter at all. No, you're totally right. Now, I was going to bring up The Office specifically because I think it's so popular as a rewatch show among mm-hmm. people in our generation especially so i'm sure they could even put on for just specific shows you know maybe the show has to be completely finished before you can add that option to it that's true yeah that could be an option i feel like they wouldn't do that though i feel like it would just be one of those where like do you want to turn this option on or do you want to turn it off that's a good point point. and maybe it doesn't even need to be a streaming service doing this you know a lot of third-party apps or you know like my apple tv for example i can have all of my content within my apple plus folder on the apple tv so i could easily switch between shows on netflix or mm-hmm. hbo max or anything like that maybe they could add a shuffle feature yeah well isn't wasn't there a uh, food app back in the day that you could just like you hit the button and it would like throw up a restaurant or a cuisine like and you choose it or you're like nope we're gonna do a shuffle again do you remember that one urban spoon yeah, what yeah, a yeah. Pull. Urban spoon. that's like shazam like a classic app yeah that's like 2000 like early teens maybe oh no that's like 2006 oh shit well i got into it at that point a little bit a <laughs> little bit behind on the technology there that's a pull though no okay exactly exactly like that 
And, like, it doesn't have to, like, actually tell you, like, what episode, or, like, actually, like, play that certain episode, but, like, just tell you, like, I want to watch an episode of South Park, and it tells, like, here's season 14, episode 20. Yeah, and you could just have all the television shows in that app. Yeah, it makes the decision for you. All you have to do is just go to that section, hit play. Like, it'd be as simple as that. That's what we do here. Yeah, solving the world. That's a fantastic idea. I like it, Nick Sheila. Streaming services, we're, we're waiting. Okay, before we get to your idea, Big John, let's pause real quick to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Base One. Base One is a broad spectrum CBD brand sold online and directly to you. They sell a wide variety of products, including lotions, roll-ons, rubs, creams, ointments, and so much more. Their lotions come in a wide array of scents and uses, like their fresh lemon rosemary, or comfort peppermint, rest lavender, or renew unscented. Each lotion has its own unique benefit and is made with a strong concentration of broad spectrum hemp oil and a variety of essential oils. All Base One products go through extensive full panel lab testing at an independent third party lab that verifies all chemical details about the batch and guarantees that the product is free of any undesired components. They use sustainable cultivation methods a clean manufacturing process, along with USDA certified organic ingredients to provide the highest quality of CBD products. Visit baseone.health, that's B-A-S-E-O-N-E dot H-E-A-L-T-H, to order. We want to thank Base One for sponsoring this episode and all of Begonia FM. All right, welcome back. John, hit me with your idea. All right, so this is one a little near and dear to both of our hearts. Dispensaries. I live in a legal state. I've gone to, well, like three or four legal states now and have done as the Romans, gone through and bought a little flower. And every single time I buy, it comes in a little plastic vial, like sometimes a medicine vial, sometimes a little blister pack. But... I'm sure it is a legal stipulation that they have to do it that has to be in like a certain container, but like, why are they wasting plastic? Their stereotypical demographic is normally a green leaning person. And one of the great things about the marijuana plant is you can make all sorts of things from it, like plastics and rubbers, textiles, whatever. And you could create all of these packs from the marijuana plant but yeah we just waste plastic where like i mean you you've talked about it nick where like you most of the dispensaries have a trash can like right outside of the door where you have to like take out your little pack that it comes in and you just throw it right away right well yeah that store like MedMen specifically like legally you have to you can't just carry the weed out in your hands it has to be in a bag of some sort so mm-hmm. like if you don't have a bag with you you have to put it in a bag but then they have a slot where you can recycle the bag right outside of the door oh so it is a recyclable container it is okay okay i thought it was just i mean i guess dating the podcast here but like during the times that we're in right now can they reuse 
at that point? Or do they still have that container? I don't know. I have not been to downtown Los Angeles since the quarantine in March. So I'm not exactly sure what they're doing and what their new protocols are. But I think that I'm seeing a trend out here in California specifically of companies going more towards bags as opposed to jars to use less plastic but i think you're totally right that it could be almost like a closed loop system yeah with the marijuana industry and the packaging specifically and ways to reuse or recycle the packaging because yeah i think that in any industry limiting the amount of waste is very important but yeah especially in a for a lack of a better term, budding industry like the <laughs> marijuana industry, like you can set a precedent very early, you know, to maybe combat some future problems down the line. Would you prefer that people just have their own jars and they could bring them in, for example? Or do you think that there's a way where the packaging itself could all be just overhauled? Because, you know, certain things are like shrink-wrapped or they're uh, food perishable. And I don't really know all the specific textiles and things that you can make from hemp. But you really think that everything would be covered if, say, you just took the rules out of the equation. And they could theoretically make the packaging out of whatever they wanted. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if you took the rules out of the equation, like, just being able to bring in your own jar would be fantastic. Because, I mean... I'm pretty sure 75% of people that smoke weed regularly would have their own jar. So, like, maybe have a little discount on that one. Or I'm sure you could make some form of, like, either a jar or a baggie that you could transfer the flour in, at least. Your problem, I guess, would be the uh, concentrates and, like, edibles. But I guess that's bringing rules back into it because I don't think USDA would like allow you to put it into like someone else's container and take it out of the store. Right. And the rules are constantly changing. Like when I initially moved here a few years ago, most marijuana drinks were in cans. And then for some reason or another, it was decided that they couldn't use aluminum cans at least here in los angeles for a period of time and so then all the drinks were in bottles and now i've slowly seen more and more cans trickle back into the system and i don't know if something changed or exactly what's going on with it but i think that you're totally on the right track here of that they need to use specifically their own product to make the problem better i mean the solution's right there yeah and i'm sh- i i I don't know, I think you could almost use, like, the leftover stock and stuff for that. Granted, I'm pulling stuff out of my butt at the moment with what you can do with the actual, the plant. But, like, there's got to be some way that you can work in to do just, like, use every last bit of the plant to create it. Yeah, just limit the waste on both ends. Mm -hmm. I think that's really smart. All right, marijuana companies, you heard us. Do your thing. This has been great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to contact us and tell us how bad our ideas are, send an email to hello at begonia.fm or tweet us at porkrindsfm. John, do you have any words of wisdom to leave the listeners with? Always floss. (laughs) 